Well, hey, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this is episode nine. Wow. It's That's pretty Almost cool. double digits. Almost double digits. Um, welcome to CFC Weekly Podcast. My name is Justin Trapone, and my co-host here, uh, Miss the handsome man himself, Jacob Nitu. I'm getting more comfortable. Yeah. Saying, you know, it's still weird. Every though. podcast will be yeah. like episode 38. Yeah. Next thing you know, by the end, we're going to be like this beautiful, gorgeous, you know... Yeah, gross. Ew. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I think uh, we'll we'll start off with prayer and uh, yeah. we'll dive in. So, yeah. all right, Father God, thank you for this moment, and uh, we just pray over all the listeners listening to this right here now, whether it be tomorrow, whether it be a week from now, whether it be a year from now. God, um, in this moment, touch their hearts for the things that we're going to dis- discuss, the interview that's about to take place. And as we try to connect with each other on a deeper level, outside of the hour and a half service that we do on Sundays, Lord, thank you again for this opportunity. I ask that you bless this time and uh, let the conversations that we have glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, so, we have a jam-packed episode for you guys. And before we tell you who we have on the interview for this week, just want to recap the week that was at... Christian Faith Center across all our campuses. And so, Justin, I just want to start with you. Uh, so two weeks into Boise, I'm kind of missing main campus. I'm feeling a little homesick, not going to lie. And I'm curious, how was this week with uh, – I know Pastor Monty and Pastor Kelly preached together. Yeah. So can it's you always, give us a recap of what that looked like? It's always awesome to see the duo up there together. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, it was powerful. And it was really cool because you listen to the first service. I got a chance to catch both services. And the first service was great. And then the second service, it just went a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was really cool. So I encourage you, if you didn't catch it, go and catch it. Um, you know, launching into, I think it was launching into me. Is that what, is that what I the think, title was, I think? I think so. Well, Something. I think every campus is a little different. Oh, okay. So well, there was a, they had a Valentine's Day gotcha. uh, kind of atmosphere. And, Pastor Jordan and Amanda will be doing a very similar thing next. Sunday okay. Yeah. I, said, I think I saw skeleton this pictures yeah. in his and I was like, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. His message was just fantastic. So for those of you who I, uh, so I, I put it, I put a social media or I run the social media for the Boise campus. And for some reason, I'm, I'm so sorry for those of you listening that looked for the Facebook live. I don't know what happened, but it just got deleted. I don't know if it posted fully, but um, anyway, I Googled it. Facebook apparently has a bug where sometimes Facebook Live videos don't post. Oh, wow. And um, so know, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was. I felt so bad. So it's a work in progress. Give us grace. We're only two weeks into the campus. We're going to get it perfected. <laughs> it's just going to take some time. Right. But if you didn't hear the – I'm hoping we'll get it on podcast too. But anyway, he preached on launching into uh, – basically talk about connection, how to launch into the body of, of Christ and – he talked from Ezekiel how the dry bones came to life and how God breathed into the into the lives. And so basically he was using that as a metaphor to talk about how the the church as a whole is the body and each right. bone that goes together is us as people. Right. And how when we unite, God breathes life into us and we have life. Right. And so it was just a fantastic message. That's why he called it Skelly, the skeleton. He called it Skelly. Gotcha. So that's kind of what happened in Boise. And from just a housekeeping item, it turned out to be fantastic. We had... We, you know, we had room for children. That was fantastic. Right. It's good to get kids nice. into their ministries and, right. you know, not be like, oh, we're filled to the brim. And on top of that, we had, uh, I believe there were six salvations at the end of the service. We were almost to full capacity again in the sanctuary. There's a couple seats here and there, but for the most part, it's filled up, awesome. even when it was snowing. 
And people are really excited. We have a lot of good feedback for Grow Track, which is going to happen this Saturday, the 16th. And uh, so if you go to the Boise campus, look for that on the social media pages. But anyway, that's what happened at Boise. Awesome. And before we jump into our interview here, I want to recap a little bit about Orville, how I, not necessarily anything major is happening or any like specific event, but overall, we have me and Justin, especially Justin, like, can you explain why you know Pastor John a little bit more than some, like the rest of us? Just well, because we did the interview with him, and yep. I don't think if we would have ever done that interview. And on top of that, too, your wife, Rachel, is from Oroville, yeah, and you guys yeah. have visited several times. So you've oh, actually yeah. seen the campus, yep, been there. Yep, yep, we've been to the campus. Every time we go, we catch it. Um, we'll catch one of the two services there, and uh, just a fantastic place. But even then, I still didn't know Pastor John. Like, yeah. I knew he was the pastor. Yeah. And, you know, Heidi and you know, yada, like yada, a yada. high and by basis. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So to actually get to sit down with them and to learn about their story yeah. and just how fast things move for them. Seriously. And to see the growth that they where they're at now, uh celebrating what, five years? Mm-hmm. Um, just just awesome. Just yeah. so awesome to see. And just a super chill guy, just like yeah. anybody else, but leading a movement like none other. Exactly. In California. And, a, and it's such a tough so, area too. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I just want to, I wanted to bring him up because yeah. if you guys are listening, you guys have been listening for a while. Everyone knows about the Orville campus, but many of you by the sounds of it don't really understand what is happening there. Man, look him up on, on Facebook. He's a really friendly guy. Tell him that you got referred to him by the, uh, by the podcast and you want to, you know, just friend him, friend him on Facebook and just see what's happened because he had a couple posts this week about specifically their first Wednesday at the campus. And he was talking about how he had the opportunity to pray over some leaders and leaders pray over him. And in the same night uh, he prayed for people in his congregation at first Wednesday, he was talking about how they were talking, they had miracles happen within the service and afterwards wow. had praise reports. And it, it's just amazing to see. And you guys can go back and listen to the podcast yourself. And we're going to have him on again. We're going to have pastor Heidi on again to the point where you guys can get to know them on a deeper level. But we want to give them a shout out because of all the great things that they're doing. But today's episode is dedicated to one campus that we have not really been able to highlight as well, just gearing up. But we're going to give them the spotlight today and here in the future as well. But tonight we have none other than Pastor Eric Underwood lined up for the interview. Pastor Eric is our Caldwell campus pastor. And he has really an incredible story. Him and Rochelle both just their road to CFC and how they ended up pastoring our Caldwell campus is almost similar to pastor John and Heidi. And uh, we're excited to have him on for you guys, but just, I want to ask you, Justin, kind of your, your experience with pastor Eric and kind of like why, why you love the Caldwell campus and why you're excited for tonight's interview. Well, okay. So full confession time. You're kind of putting me on the spot right now. I feel like, uh, and I've confessed this to Pastor Eric, so I've already told him, and I, and I feel terrible about it, but I've actually, I've never been to the Caldwell campus. Never been to the Caldwell campus. Never. This is a man Not that once. lives in I know, County. I know. Listen, listen. I, like, hey. I came to, when I came to CFC, it was Maine, and yep. we were just there, and and uh, after after we got plugged in, it was over from there. Yep. We were just, you know, and so I owe Pastor Eric, I'm going to go. <laughs> Um, one of these Sundays when I'm not, you know, doing something or running around, um, I highly, highly doubt it. That it's well, then be. let me rephrase it then as we get, as we gear up for the interview, 
Is I'm actually this is the this is one I've been looking forward to, and I know yeah. we've been trying to get him on the phone for weeks. Had some stuff yep. come up where we couldn't get him, so I'm actually really excited yeah, about this. It, it, Similar to Pastor John's interviews, because um, I, I love I love how he preaches. I've heard Pastor Eric mm-hmm. preach. I've heard yep. him preach before. I know he can bring it. Yeah, and so I'm kind of yep. just to kind of get to know you know the man behind the pulpit. Straight so. up, straight up. Well, let me ask you this before we jump into the interview here. What if, because there's a lot of people like you who know Pastor Eric, know about our Caldo campus. Right. They've never been. I've been several times, so I've right. seen it firsthand. But how would, like, when you get ready for this interview, what do you want to find out or, like, learn more about him? Uh, I want to know uh, how we got to CFC and, uh, you know, just kind of his road to answering uh, God's call and being obedient. And I know, I know Caldwell is being fruitful. Yeah, and so just to kind of get insight, I know we can sit here and praise Caldwell today for how well it's doing, but yeah, I'm sure seriously. it didn't happen overnight. So no, I'm excited to hear about that. Yeah, it'll be it'll be cool to hear from there because they're doing a lot of renovation, and right. it was it's a beautiful campus as yeah. is. Let alone all the new things that that's happening, and yeah. thankfully through Kingdom Builders, we're able to right. to do stuff like this. But we're gonna find out more about uh, Pastor Eric. So with that being said, we're going to jump in right now and hope you guys find out some cool things about our Caldo campus and the man leading it himself. All right, Justin. Well, today, like we mentioned just a couple moments ago, we have an exciting interview with us for the very first time, a voice from our Caldwell campus. And it is actually the voice that people hear on a, on a weekly basis. And that is none other than Pastor Eric Underwood. Pastor Eric, how are you doing, man? We're so excited to have you. Doing fantastic, brothers. It's uh, good to have good to have you guys uh, join me, and it's just good to be good to be here. I love it, man. Awesome. Love it. Well, we want to start with just kind of getting to know you a little bit more, and kind of give everyone a perspective of who is Pastor Eric and all about you and your family, everything you guys are doing with our Caldwell campus. We just want to start here. Can you just describe to us your path to becoming our Caldwell campus pastor? Wow. Uh, where do I begin? Um, I recall without getting into length, uh, I, I recall a time where you know, I really was just in a place of hurt and didn't want to get plugged in really at any church. And my wife uh, convinced me to come to Christian Faith Center. We heard from her father and my father-in-law that it would be a good place to plug in. And I had this special little seat uh, very far in the back that I, I agreed to, to sit in. And uh, I kind of joke now. Uh, anybody sit in that seat, I just tell them, hey, be careful when that seat leads. But uh, but all kidding aside, you know, I started with uh, young adults with uh, Pastor Jimmy uh, when he was on staff. And uh, really, I just kind of told God, that, you know, hey, I'll go ahead and cut pies, but I really don't want to do anything else. I don't really want to talk to anybody. I, don't, I really didn't want to get plugged in. And one thing led to another, cutting pies to having conversations in groups. And then really, it came to... Uh, really a pivotal moment really in my life, if I could say that. Um, so I've been working at the jail for quite a while. I just got out of the military prior to that and just kind of finding my place, just finished my degree and just really pursuing success in the world. And I remember without as clear as day, I, I can remember the Lord speaking to me and said, you know, I've got something better for you, but you're going to have to lay something down mm-hmm. to walk it out. And, you know, at the time I really didn't understand what that meant. And then I got a, basically a job interview for a job I didn't apply for, but it was a dream job in San Jose. And I I knew as soon as I got the phone call, dream job and everything I had really been pursuing um, in in my career since as an emergency planner, 
uh, really was just before me, and I knew I had to say no, so I called a few friends and said, hey, man, I, I, I know i got to say no, but I feel like I'm going to puke if I do this, and it's a great opportunity, but I know the Lord has something for me. And I said no, and I just remember the guy on the phone just kind of paused for a minute and just said, I can't believe it. We're just giving you, you know, this great opportunity. Why? You know, can I ask you why you're, you're, you're turning down this position? And I said, well, you know, other than I don't know what to tell you other than God clearly spoke to me and said, I've got something, I've got something better for you. And, and at this time, I had just been in young adults and really wasn't pursuing ministry in a sense. Um, and then from there, I still hanging out with uh, Jimmy and moving through that. And, and then he had spoke to me and asked him if I wanted to jump on board and be a associate pastor with him and I had to pray about it and again it was I was still hesitant but you know I said yeah absolutely I'd be honored to do so and long story short God's really just moved powerfully through our life we've had a lot of lay a lot of things down in our life especially worldly things me me particularly I'm gonna walk away from those things but man I can't tell you I, I God has moved so powerfully in our lives and in every aspect of the word and I, I'm more filled with joy, and it's just super exciting to, to see God unfold in our lives, and it's just just by responding with a simple act of obedience in our life. That's awesome. So that's a short, condensed elevator version of how we got where we were at. Yeah, it's an elevator version, but yeah, you can pull so many different directions from what you just said, and not only that, you can preach a whole sermon right there, but um, before yeah. um, before we kind of get going to where we want to talk about on with the interview, I just was curious because obviously you have you're you've been married to Pastor, uh, Pastor Rochelle and that's your wife. And uh, can you just kind of give us a breakdown of how you guys met and how your marriage with her has kind of transcended you as a man and the pastor that you are today? Well, I got to tell you, my, my wife Rochelle is my rock. Uh, when I I really came to Christ through her and her family, I, you know, I was kind of one of those I called the the Christ, uh, the Christers that. Uh, Christmas and uh, Easter Catholic Christian, and I believe God, but I really didn't have a relationship. And I was still in the military and met my wife in uh, Northern California. I just got back from a deployment overseas, and I, you know, I just saw something, and I just kind of had one of those moments like, wow, that there's something special about her. And then I just got to know her a little bit, got to know her family, kind of just got immersed um, with, I don't even want to say Christians, just people really you know, walk, walking life out with Christ and, and doing it in a real way, a real attainable way. And that's really what I, I took away from that. But uh, my wife uh, and I just grew together and got to know each other more. And then uh, I asked her to marry me. Uh, she said yes. And then we broke up. And uh, I, I asked her again six months later. And here we are today. We have a wonderful uh, eight-year-old daughter about to turn nine years old. And wow. man, I can't tell you, my, my wife is my my absolute rock. She's there for me. She's my biggest cheerleader, and I just love her. That's awesome. Wow. Well, no, it's uh, it truly is amazing. And real quick, you just mentioned how you're, you know, you have your eight-year-old daughter, and she's just amazing. She's so she's just one of the funniest girls I've ever met. But can you just uh, just let us know a little bit about your journey as a dad and kind of the things that you've learned being a father and all those lessons that you learn and translate it to the ministry world. Well, um, patience and always giving, uh, extending grace. <laughs> and I've heard it said that, you know, extend more grace uh, to others because someday you're going to need that level of grace. And man, I tell you what, it, it can't be, um, 
it, it can't be more true than having having a child. It's been such a blessing having a daughter. You know, I was not one of those guys that it really didn't matter if I had a boy or a girl. I didn't really want, you know, didn't need to have a boy. But my daughter has been nothing but a blessing. She loves to dance. Uh, I've become kind of a dance dad. I can't dance, but uh, I sure do enjoy watching her dance. But man, it's one of the greatest joys, other than serving the Lord and and um, loving and being with my wife. My my daughter is just absolutely amazing. Just you know, just kind of takes the uh, you know. I'm naturally selfish. You know, I could be vulnerable and honest about that. You know, only child, and and we preached on that this last Sunday. But it's it's interesting that how a child can really help drive that um, selfishness out of you. Oh yeah, yeah. I can uh, I can I can say amen to that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's uh, that's awesome. That is uh, absolutely phenomenal. So, uh, Pastor Eric, how long how long have you been the pastor at at Caldwell? Uh, as far as the, the campus pastor, just two years. We just came up on our two year anniversary. Okay, awesome. we were the associate for a year prior to that. Gotcha. Okay. And I did confess earlier in the podcast, and I know I've confe- I've confessed this to you as well, that uh, I have I have yet to to attend a service at the Caldwell campus. Um, and shame on me, but you know what? Uh, through this podcast, I have been able to get to know you a little more. So thank you, thank you for uh, being open and, and and reaching out. Um, you know. Over the course of, of these two years, and, and I, all I keep hearing is Caldwell's on fire, Caldwell's on fire every weekend and week out. And and I love it. You know when I can tell there's Caldwell people in the audience <laughs> is when I hear that like that like shrieking noise. Yeah. And and at first when I first heard I was like, what was that? But even last night at the business meeting, um, I heard it, I was like, Oh, we got some Caldwell folks in here. Um and so yeah. As uh, you know, as as a leader, you know, as a leader of the Caldwell campus, can you just share some, maybe some some really uh, unique lessons that you learned early in ministry um, that has led to just the growth that that Caldwell exploding? Well, uh, well, I, I could really just answer immediate obedience. Um, really, I, I believe that God is using my wife and I simply because. Um, we're just obedient. We listen, we pray, we seek God, and we really lean on Him for everything. Uh, and God very clearly told my wife and I before we began this journey as campus pastors that we would have to do three things um, to be successful in the things that He wants us to do. Otherwise, He would take it from us. And the three things were being vulnerable, being authentic, and being transparent. He said, if you would be those three things before my people, so I will bless you and I will use you in mighty ways. And, you know, we've always held to that. I, you know, I, I, I want to be approachable. My wife is the same way. But we want to have that vulnerable authenticity. You know, this, this generation is seeking authentic people that are following Christ. Right. They're no longer accepting the idea that, you know, their daddy and their granddaddy believe. So, therefore, they have to believe. But they're right. asking real questions for themselves and they're, they're wanting to see true examples of that so really the, the the biggest lesson i've learned is you've got to believe and you've got to walk out what you're actually preaching and teaching and leading people through oh my gosh if that ain't the truth right there my gosh that's like that's noteworthy so if everyone listening right now if you have a notepad if you have your cell phone make sure you note that because that's something you can translate to the oh, rest of your i'm week. writing all this down. yeah justin my, my was physically writing my notepad <laughs> my notepad is full right now so yeah no that's those are good lessons and uh can definitely take them away 
Um, so you said two years now operating, which time flies, and I've gotten to know you over the past year pretty well. And I, yeah. and over the span of two years, I've heard you preach a lot of messages. I've seen Caldo firsthand. What are your favorite, or like, what's the moment that comes to mind most as uh, the Caldo pastor that you could say that man that has to be one of my top moments, favorite moments of being the campus pastor here. Wow. Well, there, there's so many to choose from, but I'll just go off of just recent memory. Uh, so there's this one gal that, you know, came into the church and really had a different mindset on, you know, what church was and really was hesitant to come in. And, and for whatever reason, you know, she came into she came into church. And the, the one thing that really uh, got her attention at first was the fact that my wife was able to speak. Um, for whatever reason, she grew up in a, you know, a church that really stifled women speaking and that really spoke to her and it kind of broke down a lot of walls wow. and she was wow. very hesitant and, um, you know, as far as the preaching style and she got to, got to know us over the last, you know, week or two and not, you know, she had come from a very broken background. Uh, but this past week we had 14 people except Christ come on. and she was one of them. That's she awesome. was one of them, and I'm telling you what, man. You know, it, you know, we like the the big numbers, and we, you know, we like to see that to see so many people coming to Christ. But man, it sometimes it's just that one person that you know you've been praying for for such a long period of time, and then you just see them raise their hand, and you almost want to break down on stage and just jump for joy and just thank Jesus for it. So, really, it's the it's the individuals, it's those individual moments that I really wow. cherish. That's wow. awesome. That's so awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, uh, as we kind of, I kind of have one last question. What, what can you give us, um, with all the, all the growth and everything, what are you most looking forward to in this year, 2019, uh, ministry wise for the Caldwell campus? Well, I gotta tell you, um, I'm, I'm really on fire. God kind of gave me a fresh word and it was young adults. Um, oh, yeah. And really kind of given us a little bit of strategy. And, you know, so we're, we're making some tweaks and adjustments to our campus uh, to really attract that young adult crowd. We, I mean, Caldwell itself is really a college town. Yeah, uh, the median true. age is actually 30 years old. Wow. And, you know, if I could be just honest with you, you know, we're kind of missing that demographic hmm. um, at large, at least specifically at the Caldwell campus. So God really challenged my wife and I um, to really – start, you know, as far as we develop our messages and to really target the, the young adult age without neglecting anyone else, but really targeting that young adult college age that, you know, they're coming in from out of state and, you know, maybe they believed and they, you know, they were going to a healthy church, but now there's no vibrant church around uh, that can help them and walk them through, you know, the, the college years, if you will, because it could be challenging in itself and God really just put it on the hearts and then you, it's time that you, you engage and you reach uh, this generation. So, we're trying to do that. Uh, we believe we've got some some fresh bread to answer those questions they have, and just be a conducive environment for them to come and uh, receive Christ and, and just grow in their faith. Awesome! Wow. And if I could ask, if I could ask on top of that, because obviously I'm 23, yeah. I'll be 24 this year, so I'm right in that demographic, and I have my personal beliefs on why this age range of 18 to 30 is typically the hardest to reach in any church environment. And I want to hear from your yeah. perspective what your belief is, why as a church, not necessarily CFC, but just as a whole, we we seem to not be able to reach this age range as well as other demographics. 
Well, and it's interesting because, you know, that, that, that demographic, you know, I consider, you know, the mid-20s to even the mid-30s, depending on where they're at in life. You know, we have many that are early 30s that are, you know, maybe in college, they're still single, they've never been married. But really, where, where, I, where I believe, and this is just my personal opinion, is where we kind of miss the mark is, and it goes back to what I said originally about being truly authentic and being real about not just sharing your successes, but being vulnerable and honest about the failures that you've had, mm. failures as a husband, failures as a father, failures as a pastor, failures as a leader, because that is what they want. They want somebody they can come to and not feel like they have to stack their life up and measure up to somebody else, where it seems almost that they put them on a pedestal where it's unattainable. Right. But, you know, I like to always say, you know, but you put me on a pedestal, go ahead and knock that right down because I'm not on that pedestal. But I really want to be able to just be authentic with them and really talk and engage about the questions that they have yeah, and being awesome. honest with them about those answers that they're seeking. That's so good. That's so good. And it's funny, too, that you mentioned it because it is a college town. C of I is there. And I would say this personally, when I was going through my college ministry at Boise State uh, through Capital Christian Center and their young adults, um, it, it changed my entire outcome of my now my 20s and I can directly go back to time and say I remember moments for three years when I was at BSU where I'm like if it wasn't for that moment I don't think I'd be the man I am today and I think there's a lot of I would say Caldwell is a missed opportunity that I'm super pumped to see how God's going to use you guys and I'm I'm super passionate about it too obviously with my experience with young adults but uh, man I'm just excited because it is an untouched that was something that I always felt Caney County specifically was just untouched with young adults and how how twenty three year olds are and twenty eight year olds are in Caldwell is a lot different than Boise. So I think everything, the way the church is set up, every the way the foundation is, it's really going to reach those type of people, those kids, and it's going to even you know those young adults. It's going to be transcendent. So I'm excited to watch it and wow. and stay tuned with that. But I was just curious to hear your perspective. But we honor your time and we're really thankful to have you. So we want to you know try to get the most out of this. We'll we'll have you on again. Because obviously you're really passionate about a lot of things. We want to get you more focused on, you know, there's know, a lot of things. I feel like we, we didn't get enough time with him. So. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Eric, yes. I'm, I'm going to come. I'm going to come one of these Sundays. <laughs> okay, now, I'm going to hold you to it, bro. Now, now. Yeah, we got a spot right up front. <laughs> right up front. Straight up. There is a spot up there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> just to come and listen. I just want to come and, and, and come and listen. And, and you know, I, I love to sing with, uh, with Michael. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you know, yes. passionate worshiper, and and so I, I want some of that Caldwell flavor. Yep. So and just yeah, my, my seat's got to be warm because I'm getting homesick too. I was just saying this before you <laughs> hopped on. I'm getting homesick of Maine and Caldwell. Like I, Boise's, I love it, but you know, it's like man, I miss everybody. But all that being said, I do have one more question here and kind of close out the interview. Obviously, you just mentioned how there's a lot of renovations happening at the campus, and luckily we we installed Kingdom Builders. That's been a phenomenal. A phenomenal thing for our church and it's really transcending a lot of our campuses but uh, I think it's funny because in Boise we we're mentioning how the building was burned to ashes and now it was resurrected and it's resembling our walk with Christ and uh, you know yeah. boy you know Caldwell used to be party central that campus used to be yeah. party central before it you know CFC took over but That's right. if you could yeah, yeah. yeah and I think it's really incredible because that atmosphere is kind of stayed the same it's you know like just to say it's a fire-filled campus and I've yeah. seen it firsthand but from your perspective and all the cool, can you just update us on all the cool things happening around the campus and if there's ways that people can help or just things that you're looking forward to as you continue to renovate the building? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we know that, you know, lights and doors won't draw 
people, but they'll certainly make it the, the flow and the atmosphere better. But now a lot of projects that really we're starting this week, starting tomorrow, we have uh, somebody in-house, a contractor. We're getting rid of all of our glass. We're sealing our existing door, and then we're putting two brand-new double doors to allow flow and for more growth, especially as we approach Easter. We want to make sure that we're able to accommodate um, the influx of people coming in. Yeah, um, awesome. We're going to be painting all downstairs, our stairways, uh, stairwells, um, our kids' zone, both Ray and Amanda are, are, are kids' directors, are doing an amazing job in the vision, and they're changing that to fit more of their personality. Our nursery director, Felicia, man, she's doing an amazing job down there. We knocked down a wall for more space, and she's about to split um, into two different areas for Easter, so she's very creative and thinking some fantastic ideas uh, there. We're putting lights. we got a new light bar in this week. Um, Richard McDaniel's building a new sound booth, a 14-foot sound booth. No way. Wow. Booth. Yeah. Because right now we're using tables, bro. Yep. So it, yep. it doesn't look all that great. So now we have something permanent. And then Sophia, our new sound director, and Amy Willis, our new worship administrator, to help Mike Smith, our worship director, uh, they got creative ideas to make our stage environment um, just bar none, just spectacular environment for us to just come to the room every single Sunday and worship the Lord. So I'm really excited about some things. I don't want to spoil all of it, but those are some really big things. And the way you can help out is this week, right now my wife and I have been painting. Uh, we'll get out. We're going to put something on Facebook, but man, if you want to come out, grab your paintbrush, grab your roller, uh, let's get to town and let's paint that building this week. That's so awesome, awesome man. And real quick, I, you said you didn't want to spoil it. And um, I'm just curious, the double doors, is that going to be in the back of the sanctuary or is it going to still be on the side? So it's going to be, so as you come into the sanctuary, so uh-huh. you know, the existing door that's there, that will be sealed. But to the right of that, a natural flow as you take that right yeah. turn yeah. right into the sanctuary, there'll be a double door there. And then on the other side, the long side going toward our kids zone, there'll be another double door that directs you directly down the center aisle of our Nice. So that's going to be awesome. Six. That's going to be awesome. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see. Now I'm really homesick. Looking forward to it. Looking forward, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, bro. It's, it's long overdue and just super, super excited and blessed that we're able to take care of all that stuff. Man, I love it. I love it. Well, man, we're super excited. We're excited to see all the pictures and everybody listening. If you're hearing this, this obviously it's going to be Wednesday. Um, rally up. We need help. We want to support all our campuses, wherever the need is. And we saw that support in Boise and it, you know, it got us in the building with standing room only and like, what you said 14 salvations this past sunday that's awesome like so there's demand there's demand for all of our help so we'll get that marketing we'll get that everything out but it's good to have the word out there but justin anything else that you want to ask or anything Uh, no make sure to make that post uh you know public and uh you know so that'll be public here starting tonight perfect 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 and i'll share it as well awesome well uh no i'm i'm yeah, that's yeah, man. I, I can't wait for you to come back on, so we can dive in a little bit further. Yeah, but uh, yeah, thank you. It, yeah, thank you, Pastor Eric. Thank you for so, your time and and uh, you know your obedience and answering the call and and uh, just you know being relentless to continue to pursue and, and listening to your wife and uh, and just just being here. So thank you. I feel like I feel like I want to get to know you so much more, but we just only see each other. You know, maybe every other every other month or so, but I'm excited. And I'm, I promise you, I'm going to make it out there. So <laughs> yeah. like I, said, I got a spot just for, with your name on it. Especially <laughs> after the renovations too. Yeah. And then any, everybody listening to this before we let you go, I'm just obviously, I'm super thankful him and Eric and Ru- Rochelle are some of the most stand up people you ever meet. And ever since I've gotten to CFC and gotten to know them, they've been the 
like they're the couple that I can look to that took me under their wing. And I would say a lot of the things I've learned most is from Pastor Eric and Rochelle. And so I'm really thankful for you guys. And anytime you need anything, you always know where to find me. But on that note, Pastor, we're thankful to have you and uh, we're going to have you on soon. But again, if you guys are listening to this, make sure to share the post on Facebook and let's get rallied up. But we're excited to have you. We're, we're going to have you on soon and you have yourself a great extra night. Awesome. You too, you guys. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. Bless you. Man, what an amazing interview. So glad to have Pastor Eric again. And if you guys have not had the opportunity to meet him, maybe you're in Oroville, maybe you're in the Latino campus, hear a lot of things about our Caldo campus. I just want to vouch for for him and Rochelle, just how amazing of people they are, how, how excited I am to see how God's going to use them. And every single time I've gone to, camp, to Caldo personally, it's just been, you know, I always walk away knowing that I had an, an experience with God. And uh, even you mentioned Mike, Michael, and um, the worship director there at Caldwell. I went to I, when I was going through my college years and our college young adults church. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I met Michael. So we go way back, and the, the things that are happening there, there's a reason why it's growing, and it's yeah. the full force ahead. That's why they had 14 salvations this yeah. past because God is really using that church to separate yeah. themselves from any other church under, that Caldwell's had. Yeah, under the right leadership, um, a lot of good things can come of it. And, uh, you know, what I, what I just, I'm like, I'm inspired. I just feel this inspiration from him and I feel like he can really bring out, uh, the best in people and, and, uh, it just shows yep. I'm, I'm excited I, as I've gotten to hear more and more and more. I'm coming. I'm going to come to Caldwell, come check out a <laughs> service there and stuff. But, uh, yeah, th- tonight was a treat. Um, favorite parts real quick. Mine, yeah. Mine was the, uh, you know, there seems to be like this reoccurring theme with our pastors, whether mm-hmm. you're. Uh, stacking chairs or cutting pies, yep. um, you know, just kind of humble beginnings and not seeking the stage, not seeking the pulpit, but just being obedient and answering yep. that call and, and God just uh, blessing that, that, that call. It. So uh, that was really cool. I, I really, really like to love to hear that. And um, I'm excited to just get to know them. Yeah. More. And on my end, I'm just super ecstatic to see how they, you know, really attack young adults over in Caldwell. That was when I was the young adults director over at Maine. That was one of my biggest goals was how to how to grow Caldwell's young adult population and how to because it always felt it was just focused either in Boise or there's several not very many opportun- like opportunities for young adults in Nampa, let alone Caldwell, right. where just different churches, maybe different organizations where right. they could go to. So, you know, the, both NNU, CFI, big campuses, there's potential. And I know Pastor Dan's doing work in Nampa. And so I'm just I'm really excited. CFI is massive. It's, a, it's like a whale. Right. For opportunities for Jesus to work, yep. and uh, I know a lot of people I graduated high school with. Same with you that ended up going to see you by graduating from there. So yep. a lot of opportunities, I, you know. And Pastor Eric cutting pies in young adults worked, and so he has that experience. He has that heart for it. So just excited to see how that turns out. Yep. But if you guys want to re-listen to the podcast, you can do that. You know, put it on a rewind, put it on a replay, and that goes for any other interviews that we've had. Like I this past week, I listened to Pastor Israel's interview, and for all you know, the uh, Caldwell peeps out there. Um, this is a great way for you to share with other people and say, Hey, this is my pastor. Yeah. This is who I follow. This is who leads us. Um, come check him out. Yep. So, uh, share it. And he had a cool moment today. Pastor Monty posted about it on Facebook, but setting up the interview He So we're recording this on Monday. You're hearing this on Wednesday, the week of Valentine's day. But, uh, on this Monday he had a, uh, celebration of life he, where he spoke and there was 41 salvations. Wow. And, uh, Yeah. I, I, unheard of where wow. there's just that that god used pastor eric to facilitate that movement 
Wow. And so there's an anointing on him and Rochelle. And if you haven't seen them preach personally, man, there's, you gotta, you gotta, like Justin said, find a way to get out there just once, especially after the renovations. Yep. It's a, it's a beautiful campus and they do a, just a great job and, you know, it's, it's really exciting. So we got that going on. Obviously before the interview, we recapped the week that was at CFC. Um, anything that you're looking forward to as we head into the weekend for upcoming services? Uh, we've got the men's retreat. I know a lot oh, of guys. Yeah. A lot of guys are going up there this week. You weekend. got any like cool experiences they had last year that you want to yes, plug real quick? We, we won the three on three basketball tournament okay. last year. So the bragging rights are on the your shoulders. The only thing is, I don't have the two guys. <laughs> well, I got one guy, but he, I think he's injured, so I don't think he's going to play. Oh no! Um, and then my other guy is is uh, is not going to be able to make it either. So we'll see what happens. But uh, so awesome! If you if you're hearing this and um, you're a dude and you get a chance, uh, Trinity. Trinity, Trinity Pines, Pines yeah. uh, campground uh, up in Cascade. And you can find more information at the information desk at yep. whatever campus yep. you attend. Um, but if you're hearing this after this weekend, then it's obviously too late. Yep. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. and just excited to, uh, I want to know if when in, if and when Boise is going to go to, you know, two services. Two services. So we'll we were, uh, speaking from a team perspective, we were basically told by Pastor Jordan, hey, be prepared for the floodgates. He didn't say it that way, but he, be prepared for two services as of next week. Uh, not there yet, but it's, it's going to be close. So there's no official word on it. It could, it could potentially happen here in the next couple of weeks. I, but I feel like, I feel like the man, the word beyond is every campus is like experiencing this, this positioning to just grow mm-hmm. even more. Mm-hmm. Um, the Latino campus got a chance to hear to uh, hear from pastor Israel yesterday at the mm-hmm. business meeting and, and, uh, the Latino campus in Caldwell. How are, yeah, how are they doing? Uh, just just growing. Where wow. they started out with 14, 15 people, and now they are consistently on average, uh, I think 50 to 60 wow. is what was said last night. I mean, that's huge. Wow. That's huge growth. And uh, and I'm I just I can't wait for the yeah. rest of yeah. for the rest of this. Year. And pastor, so Pastor Yoel is the Caldwell Latino pastor, and um, I haven't had the opportunity to get to know him too well. I just kind of know him on a high and by basis, but. Uh, you know, there's talented teams on Latino campuses, that, and I know Caldwell. They meet right after the Caldwell services. I think they meet at 2 p.m. on Sunday afternoons, and uh, yeah, they're they're exciting. And I'm that's there's a reason why they're growing is because you know God has people right where He needs them to be. Right, right. And it's it's just shining through. And Pastor Israel's leading a great a great charge for our Latino yeah I our love Latino what he said. population. Uh, vulnerable, authentic, and transparent. And yep. uh, you know, it starts from the top. And it floods down. So thank you, Pastor Eric. Thank you for your time. Um, Caldwell folks, you guys are lucky. So uh, yeah. you know, give some give some love and some shout out to your pastor. And um, if God. I could if I could say this one thing before we close here, speaking from someone who's in Boise, and obviously I'm the campus director there, and I am I'm exact to see how God's going to use Boise. We have a team that's in place and it's growing. But I want to say this from my perspective: do not take for granted what you have at whatever campus you go to, because I know a lot of awareness was going into Boise. A lot of people talked about Boise. It was so hyped up and it's living up to everything and more of what we thought of. Right. But hearing these interviews, getting to talk to our pastors at every different campus, it, it like, I was able to go to a lot of these different campuses and it's like, man, you, you don't, you got to appreciate it before you're onto your next journey, onto your next chapter. And I, I love pastor Eric. I love our main campus. Like, and I'm so glad we have opportunities to hear them you know, through online sources, but whatever campus you attend, I just feel this in my heart. Know that you're planted there for a reason. I'm in Boise because God has put me in a position to lead people. Unlike any other person, same with our teams, right? Like we have everybody with the Gravettes, 
Josh, Pastor Brandon, we are there for a reason. But I say all that because you're at your camp. If you're at Oroville, you're there for a reason. If you're at Maine, you're there for a reason. Caldwell, it's because God's going to use you in a mighty way. And I'm finding this out from our being a new church plant. Right. You know, learning like, wow, there's people okay. I'm connecting to that I, I didn't know I had the opportunity to connect to. And that's how you are. You can be in Caldwell. That's why we have groups. That's why we highlighted a whole episode for groups. Yeah. And yep. so that's my little two cents there. I just felt that's it on good. my heart to that's talk good. about that. But do not take it for granted where you're at. Just because one campus is talked about a little bit more than maybe yours, it doesn't mean that it's anything different than what you're experiencing. If anything, take it from my perspective where I'm like, man, I wish when I was there on a Sunday at Caldwell, I would have soaked it in a little bit more before I knew I was going to go to my next chapter right. in my walk with God. Right. So all that being said, if you made it to this part of the episode, there's my little – um, good. little place of the week. But anyway, Justin, anything else you want to close with? No. Nope. Okay. That's then it. Like I will yep, close with prayer and then go from there. So, Father, thank you for everything you're doing in all of our lives. Lord, we thank you for a community that we can hear our pastor speak on a, on a vulnerable and authentic, transparent level. Lord, we love you for everything you're doing in our lives. We love you for the church that you've planted us in. Lord, we just pray that this week for anyone listening is a week that transcends all of their expectations of what they believed that you could do in their lives. Lord, we love you. We thank you for giving us Christian Faith Center to call home and to have a church family unlike any other. Lord, use us this week. Use us to facilitate your glory this week. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Have a fantastic rest of your week. We love you. And we will see you next week on CSU. Week.